You don't have to be positive all the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, and anxious. Having feelings doesn't make you a negative person. It doesn't even make you weak. It makes you human. And we are here to talk through it all. We welcome you to These Fucking Feelings Podcast. A safe space for all who needs it. Grab a drink and take a seat. The session begins now. What is up, guys? Welcome to These Fucking Feelings Podcast, Season 2.5, where we're continuing to focus on mental health. I am Micah, and I got my girl, my new co-host for this season, Rebecca, over here. Hi, guys. We have with us today Michael and Ashley Kramer from Michael and Mom Talk Cancer. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you so, so much. much for having us. We're so excited um, to be here. No, we're excited to have you, too. We're going to go through some real, some real conversation. We like asking tough questions. Um, but to start off, we feel like no one can sell you like you can sell you. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Michael Kramer. This is my amazing mom, Ashley. And we are Michael and Mom Talk Cancer. We have been through a lot. Everything together. <laughs> you know, I lost my father to cancer when I was 14. She lost her husband to cancer. And I was diagnosed with cancer in 2020 so it has been four years after he died he died in 2016 so it's been a journey we have been together we've been a duo we have gone through a lot but our goal is to spread love exactly and hope to others it's true well, well, your hair is uh, giving me some hope, Michael. Yeah, you know, I was looking at <laughs> your hair. You, you kind of remind me of my son because he likes to have his hair all crazy and he's always pushing it back. And he's 20. So okay. you're kind of really reminding me of my son right now. Thank you. Funny. 21. Yeah. And I do have two other kids. So Michael's the middle kid. He's mm. 21. I have a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. And we we got really close because my husband did pass away from cancer. And so we were a really tight unit. And when Michael was diagnosed, it was in the midst of COVID in 2020. Wow. And we got even closer. But it is true that we do have like a purpose with this, with his cancer journey, which became Michael and Mom Talk Cancer. We just we started a podcast, you know, sharing this on social media first and then a podcast. And uh, we really... I think what Michael said, our biggest purpose has been, you know, spreading love and hope. It's not just cancer. We right. have talked about this so much that everyone is going through something. What he's going through, it's hell for a 19-year-old to go through what he went through. And he's 21, still going through stuff. But everyone's going through something. Right. So it's been such a huge lesson for us. So we're just excited to share. I know you said sell yourself. I'm like, gosh, we don't really ever sell ourselves, though. Yeah. But talk about ourselves. Do a little bit. You always gotta, <laughs> you gotta make sure. Look, there's nothing wrong with being proud of everything you accomplished. Yeah. And and the fact that you're sitting here having this conversation with us and you're smiling about it, it shows me that you're definitely about peace, love, and just joy so that's kind of dope to see so because of that it's okay to sell yourself <laughs> we'll sell ourselves we, come on yeah, we'll yeah. A little bit. it's a lot of worth in yeah. what you're doing you know I mean, yourselves on the back a little bit yeah we celebrate life i mean i think that's yeah. what we we celebrate is life you know Definitely. we try to always sell that every day yeah, yeah and, and we're kind of the same way we basically 
started this podcast because I started to realize that we live in a real crazy world. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, there's such a bad stigma on uh, how you say traditional therapy and medication and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But what we wanted to show with this podcast is that there's other ways of healing and right. there's a million methods and you just need to kind of find your method to healing because essentially it's about life and love. And that it's yeah. okay to talk about it too. Right. And that it's okay to talk about it. We've talked about a lot of things and I think that's hard. We talk about this a lot with Michael because he's at an age 21, well, 19 diagnosed. It's a hard age for a lot of people to talk about cancer, his age. You know, we think about the younger children when we think about pediatric and then we think about older people with cancer. But his age, a lot of the people that we know his age, they don't want to talk about it. And it is a lot. And it's a lot for the family. I feel like as a caregiver, there's a lot of caregivers that don't talk about how much of a struggle it is for them and for the other kids as well. Yeah. A lot of loss comes with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of loss, but we, you know, I'm not, I I have a thing about toxic positivity. We all do like not being toxic positivity, but it is true that in this very difficult journey, we have had so many like beautiful lessons. I mean, we, we call it our beauty and pain, because the pain is there. It's not that the pain is not there, but there has been a lot of beauty that's come out of it, which has been, I think that's been part of our message. And we really discovered that, you know, not in the first few months of the journey, the first few months were all about, oh my God, cancer, just like fight it. That's what I was going to ask you, if it was hard to see the beauty in the beginning, it wasn't easy, huh? Not in the beginning, I think, but in the beginning, it was really difficult just because it was so fast. And everything was just because my cancer was super aggressive. So I had chemo. And then as soon as I got into remission, I had a bone marrow transplant. And there was no time to really. Sorry. The stove. Sorry. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. So sorry. (laughs) That was my bad. It's okay. okay. There was a noise out there and I got worried, but okay. Let's not, um, it's really funny not to get off subject, but I went to take out trash this morning and someone threw away their fire alarm because (laughs) some, I walk up to the trash can and I'm like, what the hell is this beeping? And someone threw their fire alarm into the trash can. I guess they couldn't get it to stop beeping. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That's funny. They could take out the battery? Right. I was thinking that too. I'm like, is this really a fire alarm? Like, is it scared me? Like, what the hell is this beeping? Is this? Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, um, please continue. But yeah, as I was was saying, basically, when I was first diagnosed, it was just really quick. You know, I just had chemotherapy. I had to get into remission. My cancer was super rare. So I had like a 15% chance to survive. And the doctor's had never like seen this cancer once before, so once. they were like, so "What's the to... type of cancer again?" Hepatosplenic T cell lymphoma. There's like less than 200 documented cases. Super rare. So immediately they were just reaching out to doctors across the country, and they decided my treatment protocol. And as soon as they decided that, it was just like, "Let me get the chemo. Let me get my bone marrow transplant, and then we'll see what happens after that." And it was just so quick. And it was actually after my transplant, I developed a bunch of complications. And that's what I live with today, like chronic illness called GVHD. That's why I'm still in the hospital getting treatment every week. 
when I'm out of the hospital, I'm at home, I'm outpatient now. So there was a time when I was admitted for five straight months. Oh, wow. And that time we had a lot, a lot of, of pain, but we found the beauty in the pain. And that's really when our, when our message became love because in the hospital, we came so close to the nurses, we became so close to the doctors. Right. And I had, you know, I had a drain in my liver and at one point I drained in my gallbladder. So I was super uncomfortable, always in some sort of pain. But at the end of the day, there was always something good that would happen. Like we would have a nurse come in and sing us a song or (laughs) brighten our day or somebody would brighten our day. And I think that that's where we found our message. And that's when we really saw the the beauty and the pain and all the love that came with such a difficult journey. I know. And and it's sad that it takes someone like me or like, uh, you know, people in our audience to kind of hear the message, you know, it is like, it takes all that to kind of find the beauty in life when we can just see the beauty and love and life, you know, it's like, yeah, but it's it's difficult to see that when you haven't gone through hard times. It's, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. It's true. Like someone who hasn't ever really struggled in their life won't appreciate what they have because they've never not had it. So, you know, once you lose yesterday, we were talking about, yeah, like if you lose something, then you understand the value of it. Yeah. It's only when you lose something, really. So speaking of losing things and kind of going back to the beginning, because I feel like your cancer story doesn't start with Michael. It actually starts with dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, my, my husband was diagnosed in 2014, in December, so almost 2015. He had actually a treatable cancer. He had large B-cell lymphoma, which is... Normally, chemo can do the trick, but the chemo actually was too much for him. And um, 17 months after he was diagnosed, he died. We, I, I didn't expect it. Right. You know, like I really, really thought he when he went through chemo the first time, and they said you're in remission. And I now, as someone that's been through cancer longer I understand because when I say to someone Michael's in remission they're like oh my god that's amazing I'm like well yeah there's other things but it was kind of that when Patrice went my husband went through it and he was in remission we were like yay it's done but a few months later he relapsed and um, the chemo was too much and he passed away he was at home he was in hospice Uh, a very brief hospice it was 10 days And the kids and I, we were with him. So Michael was 14. My other son was 16. My daughter was 12. And we were actually with him when he passed away. We were, it was in the morning. I mean, it's the clearest memory ever. We were hugging him. We were holding him. We're literally saying, I love you. I love you as he passed away. And it was very hard, but it was beautiful. Right. You know, and he, it was very beautiful. Right. And I had three young kids and I was by myself. So it was kind of like, okay, we just we have to keep going. And he would, he wants us to keep going for the kids. I mean, there's no giving up. There's no stopping and, you know, lying on the floor and crying. It was kind of, we were so sad, but we celebrated his life. And I remember that summer he died May 12th. So it's almost his anniversary now, May 12th of 2016. And that summer, the boys, my two sons, were on the Olympic development team for windsurfing, and they had trips planned to Europe. And I was like, "No, you're you have you go. Right. You're not going to stay home and not go and not live life. Your dad wants you to live life, and you have to go." And my my daughter, same thing, was a dancer. She actually had a performance two days after he died, and I was like, "It's up to you. You don't have to." But she went on stage and performed, and you know, 
we have gone on with life, but it definitely brought us very close. And I really thought in my head, I was like, wow, okay, life taught us this incredible lesson. And what a gift. And then when Michael was diagnosed, I was like, what? (laughs) We need another lesson? (laughs) Do we we need it? Really? Like, okay, I feel like I learned it. I was like, gosh, okay. But, you know, every lesson, every thing that you go through, this has been different because with my husband, it was more our personal story. You know, he went through it. We went through it as a family but it wasn't something that we really shared with a lot of people. And when Michael went through it, we didn't consciously share it, but I think it was more that I shared one video on Instagram when he was, we we've told this story before his friends, his, his brother and their Thai group of friends, there were six of them. They shaved their heads when he started chemo and his hair was like falling out. (laughs) Yeah. And we, I posted this video and like, there was this huge, just like outpouring of love. The community was just like, so supportive. And then I think that gave Michael kind of the feeling of, it, it was just organic. We started sharing on Instagram and TikTok, Michael Moore on TikTok, me a little bit, because I'm old, but I right. TikTok. <laughs> and, and then... I just joined recently, too, and it's like, awkward. It was fun, though. If you take it for what it is, it's awesome. Yeah. So it was just very natural, and we wanted, we did the podcast because we just felt like we had this purpose. And not that we didn't have a purpose with my husband, but I think it was just, it was different. It was more personal. And I think that's the other thing about these stories and everyone going through something. Sometimes you go through something and that's your personal pain and your personal, that's fine. We do want to share because we just felt it just happened. And we just really felt this purpose to share and it happened naturally. We didn't force it. And like being on this podcast, starting our podcast, we've had the opportunity to start speaking at different cancer events, but I think it touches people. That's not just cancer my client i know you agree Mm -hmm. your friends that are not going through cancer my friends that are not going through cancer are touched by it so it has been a long and when i think about it you know i remember my older son when michael was diagnosed one of my friends emailed me and was like let me help you let me do something let me start a meal train something and my older son was like mom i don't believe in bad luck but you've had some bad luck. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not bad luck. But he's like, take some help. But it became that the help became us helping other people. Like the we received and then we wanted to give back. Yeah, you paid it forward. It, yeah, but it becomes this cycle. And the more you give, the more it, I know it's so corny, but it really, it's been one of our mantras. Like we had certain things on the hospital wall and one of them was, it's not what happens to you, it's how you, it's how you react. And another one is the best way to help yourself is to help others. And I think that not being corny, but those became like our two of our mantras. Right. Like these things are happening to us. We They are out of our control. And a lot of times we want to say, why is this happening? I need to know why. We don't know why. And we're just like, okay, we just have to accept it. There's not a why. So accept it, but we don't have to accept how we react. We can choose that part. Definitely, and I think that's been our message. And and helping has helped. I mean, I've seen it with Michael. I've seen, but I see it with myself. Oh, wow. You know, the minute you start to go, oh, this sucks. But if you can reach your hand out to someone else, it just it lifts your it lifts you up. Right. right. So well, now, was there ever a time? Sorry, was there ever a time in, in the beginning where like 
you, like I, you hated something for the first time, like cancer, like I hate you, <laughs> like the, you know, it's like that you go through that moment with your husband and then again with your son. I'm going to have Michael answer in a second because he'll you have a different first. answer, but yeah. So the weird thing is that what I, I didn't, I didn't go through, Oh my God, I hate cancer. Right. I, I went through what I went through. Why? Like, why, why? Because my husband was healthy. Like people ask that question. Their cancers are not even related. It was lightning striking twice. Um, we There's genetic testing we've done. They're not related at all. So that's kind of a weird thing. But it was more like the why. And then there's a point when you get past the why and you just say, okay, it's out of my control. Michael was an athlete. You know, everyone is like, oh, sugar. No, didn't eat a lot of refined. I'm not saying never. Come on. Oh, right. they're, they're, you know, teenage kids, but they ate very healthy diets. They were, you know, well, he was 19, didn't really drink, wasn't even the kid that liked any drugs. And since they're on the Olympic development team, they could, they didn't do any drugs. Like all of these things that you checked the box that we did everything right. And so there was that, there wasn't ever a, there, I never felt a hate, but I, 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 I sometimes wondered like, why, and why is this happening? And, you know, and sometimes I'd be like, gosh, I've tried to do good in my life, right. but then it keeps turning around because then the minute something would happen and I feel kind of sorry for myself, we've seen so many other people go through things and, you know, someone always has it better. Someone always has it worse. Right. And I think that we've seen a lot of people go through hard things. That's been, a, we've lost so many people that we've become close to, right? you know, and the other thing that happened was that Michael has evolved so much. Like we were joking before we started recording that Michael's 21, but he's like 80. Right, 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 right. And he says he's like 80 because of all the drugs and the chemo and the radiation that his body's like an 80-year-old. And I'm like, no, his mind and his soul are like an 80-year-old because of everything he's been through. It's made him like this wise human. And we have just gone through this together and my other two kids as well. You know, they have a different role in this. Of course. Um, But they're also a big part of it. And everyone just like came together. I don't know, but there, not that there haven't been hard moments. There have right. been hard moments that we have cried, that we have gotten upset. Yes. Um, we have not been like, woohoo, in the hospital. Yay. Right. No, when we had the five months straight, there were nights also when he was in for his bone marrow transplant. He almost passed away a couple of times. It was, it was hard. Right. Of course. But um, I know you've had moments too, like Michael, you've had, we've had the spectrum of, a mo- of moments. Right. I want you to answer that too, because... So you want me to answer? What was the question again? Hate. Hate. <laughs> hate. Yeah. Answer. Yeah. Where was there ever a moment, that, you know, through this journey, whether with yourself or with your dad, when it when it happened to dad, when cancer entered your life, that you like just hated cancer, like it's fuck cancer, and I hate it, and yeah. you know, you're you're filled with that rage and that anger, you know. Honestly, not really. I don't think it was ever that. I think it was for me more. When I got cancer, I just looked at it like, I can't do anything. I can't just get mad. Like, I have to go through my treatment. So I went through my treatment. But it was the complications after the treatment that I still live with. And the now that I have a chronic illness because of my transplant. So there were times where I get mad at that happening to me. Because, like, I was like, all right, I already went through chemo. 
already went through radiation. I had my transplant. Right. It's like you know, I wish I wish I could have just been fine after and not had the complications. So there were times and there still are times where I'm like, man, this really sucks. Right. Like I wish that never happened. But then I'm just like, you know, if that never happened, I would never be here on this podcast. I would not I wouldn't be alive, you know. So right. it's just it's all just perspective. Definitely. You How you feel at the moment, where you are mentally, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, there's days where I'm like, yeah, I hate cancer. I wish it never happened to me. But there's days where I'm like, it's okay. I can't control it. It's life. Right. And now and then you you were, it sounds like you were surrounded by love and, you, you know, you have your mom and your siblings. Like, how Definitely. was that for you, like, to feel that support? You know, like, was that a, a was that feeding you? And, and I ask that question because I feel like sometimes people don't realize how much support someone who has an ailment needs you know you you think that it's second nature but and honestly life happens and people have to work and you know and and do this and do that and and they're not always you know they're able to be mom like sorry my question was like 18 minutes long (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm trying to think wait (laughs) no no i understand yeah the support into it (laughs) i I tell him sometimes he does that he just Going and going, and we lose track of what he's saying. So, and that's the time. It's like, I don't know which question to ask the first okay, one or the 30th right, one. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but Michael said he got me. So, I got go. it. you were asking him if the support was what pushed me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. It definitely was because I'm telling you, I would not be here if it was not for my mom being by my side. Like, the amount of times she's taken me to the ER when I was sick, got me up when I was feeling horrible. I just know that if I was in this alone, I would have just probably given up because it was so, so difficult. My mom always lifted me up. She would always be there for me when I was crying, emotional, anything. She was there. Same with my family. My brother and sister were there to make me laugh and visit me in the hospital. So I would not be here if it wasn't for the support. It's not me being the strong person. It's the people around me that are strong. Well, he is strong, but you know what? I wanted to, I want to just talk about that. But one thing that you said earlier, because we have also been lucky that from day one, this, before you started um, recording, we were talking about, yeah, it's a place to, we need to be able to talk about our feelings. Michael always had a therapist. Like the minute he was diagnosed, his hospital set us up with, if he wanted a therapist, he had a therapist. Wow. And so that has also been a really great thing for him. And I feel fortunate that he is really willing to talk. So he's had a therapist, not consistently, but when he's needed, he at one point it was very consistent. Right, right. now it's not as consistent, but also he's very good about talking about his feelings. Like he'll tell me this sucks. Like, right. because of course, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I hate cancer, but yeah, of course we hate cancer. It sucks. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, and trust, I, I, yeah like, no, it sucks. And yeah, we know so many people that have been touched by it. No, I, of course I hate cancer, but it's never been like, oh, cancer, I hate right, you. Right, it's right. more like, okay, we're going through this crap. And the other part was, in the beginning, when he was diagnosed, it's true. It was such an aggressive cancer that his treatment was super aggressive. So it was kind of like there was not a moment to stop and think about what was going on. It was more like, okay, we've got to do this and get through it. And we didn't feel strong. We just felt like we were just like doing what we had to do. And it was it was very time consuming. I, I gave up my career to be with him. That is true. But then again, I 
have been able to be there for him because we've had a community that has helped me so that I did quit my job and we've had to struggle a lot financially, but we are here, you know, and that has been a savior and being together. Yeah. I, he also shows me the way a lot because he is so open and he is, Strong is like a weird word because I think sometimes people think strong like er. Right. Strong is also, you know, will. Like, being, the, like a will, like a will, but it's also right. being willing to be vulnerable. Right. It's right. also him willing to say like, this is really hard. Right. And I think that or those are sometimes his moments of strength is when he's willing to say, man, this is hard. My friends are doing things. My brother that I love is out surfing still and windsurfing and he can't you know my sister is in vancouver dancing and i'm here so it's he is strong but we do talk a lot we talk a lot and i think that helps a lot and you know seeing a therapist all the time really isn't all that because you know i did it for two years and my therapist quit on me so um (laughs) too many of those fucking feelings Right. It was crazy. I was like, how are you going to quit? So I'm sorry. I just had to bring a little bit of my trauma into this. <laughs> Please do. Bring in your trauma. We, yeah, we, we embrace the trauma. But I'm, I'm probably like, like like you, Michael. I talk to my mom about everything. Probably sometimes a little too much. Um, and she's like, you need it. to call your brother. <laughs> <laughs> that but, is so um, funny. Rebecca probably been waiting to ask her question for 25 minutes. Yeah, I try to cut in and it's almost impossible. Most of the time (laughs) I can't get a word in edgewise, but I was just sitting here thinking that the two of you are very inspiring. And, and I think that people, you know, Michael's age who may have cancer of any kind, whatever kind probably would feel even more inspired than me. Uh, by your story. So I really love that you guys are doing this, you know, out there telling your story and being who you are. I just think it's incredible. I really do. Thank you. That means a lot. It does mean it does mean a lot. See, that's why she here. She don't say a lot, but when she does say it, is, I really do think that that's what your why is. You know why? Yes. You've had to face you know that lightning striking twice. It's because of this, you guys are amazing people who are out there teaching the world what they need to know and supporting the world. So thank, I think, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. That does mean a lot, but it is true. Like we just have been given this and we think, okay, if it's on our plate, we have to do something with it. Right. And I don't know. We're just, we've so been blessed to have a lot of love. You make me think of my mom a lot because I, I just I love like my mom is a strong woman. So I'm just used to strong women. So sometimes I'm so used to strong women that when a woman is not strong, I'm annoyed by it. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah, I like a little annoyed <laughs> by it. Like, are you having a weak moment? And, and um, I say that to say because you talk about lightning striking twice, but yeah. lightning can be very beautiful, especially just looking upon it and it kind of made me I guess just you talking to you guys talking together and talking about the beauty in life and I was thinking for Michael it kind of probably you know it's like I can see being in your situation and not really see but imagining being in your situation and seeing all this love around you you know it's like it's you're in this darkness but there's so much light around you 
And then for mom, you know, it was pretty dope to be able to see, like, that's my child fighting the way he's fighting. Like, you know, so it was like, it, it's, you know, I guess I can see why you said it wasn't a hate because you didn't have time. It's like, it happened so fast, bam, it's worse, it's bad. And, but then it's like, when you do have time to think about it, all you can see are the positive things, <laughs> you know, the the strength, the fight, the, you know, the nice nurses, you know, yes. the people we wouldn't have met. So, true. you know, in this, and, and you guys teaching lessons and being inspired, it's kind of put that image in my mind. And it's like, wow, I don't have kids and I don't want any. Number one, because <laughs> I'm scared of having a Michael. Sorry, it sounds horrible. But, and then my other reason is because the first time a child talked back to me, I'm, yeah. I'm going to jail. <laughs> no, because when you're a parent, something magical happens and you just you it, control it. It, it is. It is amazing. Rebecca People can tell like, you that. Exactly. So I was exactly. thinking, Michael, what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? That's a good question. What do I do? For? I do this stuff for fun. A lot I of fun. Used to, so I used to work out a lot, but now I can't work out a lot because of my joints are all basically destroyed. I need like knee replacements and elbow replacements. And all He's that. not exaggerating. I'm not joking. The, the treatment has, yeah. has left a lot of a lot. So of I was at PT like... today, but I recently have been playing guitar. So that's what I've been doing for fun the last month and a half. Almost. Oh, wow. So you know how or you're teaching yourself how? No, I am then learning. He's learning yeah. on your own. Nice. No, I have an instructor. Oh, okay. I yeah. was very good. Yeah, no, I'm not. Gonna, it's hard on my own. So, do you sing? You sound like you could have a good singing. No, voice. I'm a rapper. He does rap. Oh, well, we do rap. My son but... raps too. Uh, you, you rap on TikTok. No, we rap on YouTube. We rap on YouTube, on YouTube. and okay. it's actually Michael I and Mom. See so, one of you guys dance. You one of those videos? You two dancing and. I don't know if I, I heard the rapping, but I did see the the dancing. It is pretty crazy. You guys are amazing. Dancing? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, lots yeah. of videos of us dancing. Especially I don't know. I I he was really getting down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a YouTube channel, and it is true that we are we're up to like seven raps now. So there 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 may be an album dropping soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know when you're ready to drop your album, I'm gonna start a music company. We're gonna call it the fucking music company. <gasps> oh okay. my god, it's perfect. Oh, no. I'm and gonna send gonna you. Gonna, all right. I'm going to send you a rap. Okay. But. So you write your own raps, I assume. Hospital raps. I mean, they're like about the hospital experience. You know, you know what? I'm going to tell you what happened is that at one point, as Michael said, he went through his bone marrow transplant. We thought he was going to be okay. After the bone marrow transplant, he had a lot of complications. He was admitted to the hospital in and out of the hospital for a good nine months and then admitted to the hospital again for five months straight last year. Well, it's been a year now that we've been home, actually. And during that time, he he did. It was like if there was a darker period, that was the time. And we're lucky we had each other. I was with him every day. But someone came in and was like, do you want the music therapist to come in? Michael was like, well, let me think about it. And I was like, dude, you and I walk in the halls in the hospital and we make up raps as we're walking. I was like, let's just make up a song for fun. And so while we were in the hospital, we made up this rap. And then I was like, let's do a video. And so I shot a video. And then I just, 
did it for us at the hospital, like for the nurses and the doctors. Right. And then we did another one because it was something creative and fun. And we took those experiences and we put it into something, you know, fun. And, and so we continued and we did one when we came home, like the rap that we're home from the hospital and explaining one of his complications. We did a rap. So it's just, it kind of humanizes what right. we've been going through and it's fun. And it brightens somebody else's day. I'm sure it might have even brightened the nurse's day. Oh, my yeah. God. The nurses think. All the stuff they see in a day. Yeah. And so, just shout out to nurses. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can shout out to our nurses. Like, 100%. literally saved us. I mean, we're really blessed because Michael was diagnosed at 19. And so he was in between pediatric and adult. And thank goodness he was at a pediatric hospital because this was in the middle of COVID and in adult hospitals, people were alone. Right. I know you've heard, I'm sure people, everyone has heard stories about people yes. being alone. Exactly. And at a pediatric hospital, they let me be with him. They would let a mom and a dad. So they would even let my other, his brother come like he was dad. Right. So, and they would sneak in my daughter, but being at a pediatric hospital, it's true. We had such relationships with the nurses and his doctors too. You know, if there's any gift about this cancer being so uh, rare, one of the things was it was really interesting case. (laughs) So we had a lot of people following Michael and caring about him. I think they would have cared anyway, but it definitely as hard as it was, we had a lot of people spending a lot of time and and giving him like the best, the best they could. There's been so many gifts. I can't even count them all. As I talk to you, I just think of more and more. Right, right, right. (laughs) He's been so blessed and people are good, you know, that's the other thing I just have. I just feel like people want to do good. Sometimes they do bad things, but I think people are good when they're given the opportunity because we've really seen that people rise up around us. Definitely. And that's actually pretty dope. And I guess like a pretty dope lesson because I've been sitting here and I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, we're 30 minutes in and this has kind of been real, real positive. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You you know, and I was, but it, it just goes to mind to show like how grateful you guys are for everything you know and it's like you when you look at it that's kind of what you see you see the grace and both of you guys sitting there is like you know it's like okay if i didn't believe in god i see god in this moment you know so it's yes. kind of was just teaching a lot and can i ask about faith are we faithful or so both of us are very spiritual i should let michael answer for himself we're both very spiritual not Christian Catholic, although I grew up that way, but definitely spiritual, definitely believe in, you know, I do believe in God. You know, I think that we've had God in our lives. We've had prayers. We've had mantras. We've had so many people sending us energy and we definitely believe in that. I do believe there's a higher purpose and I, it's hard to say sometimes, but I, you know, people say, oh, things happen for a reason. And sometimes that's one thing that you're like, oh, man, I wish someone would stop no, saying that to me. You know, I always you know? answer my response is whose reason? Yeah. Who's reason? Yes, whose reason? But then we're like, okay, so flip it upside down and take it's not what happens. It's how you react. So then you can turn that into, okay, so I'll make it into it happened for a reason. And we have felt that very strongly. And I think there there is more than just this body. There has to be. Right. So, and I should let you answer on your own because you're 21. No, I completely agree. I wasn't raised like Christian. We weren't going to church religiously, but I do believe in a higher power and I'm very spiritual. 
And I do believe in all the prayers, you know, there was a lot of people that we met that were extremely religious that would come into our room and pray for us. And I felt that love. Definitely. And I think it's amazing. It's, and the energy exchange and just yeah, positivity. 100%. Um, but I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning and talk about when Michael was diagnosed. Wait, one, one second before we go back that far. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to know what, like when Michael's resting or off on a therapy, what do you do, Ashley, to take care of yourself? Like, oh, girl, one or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be able to do something for yourself, right? I also like I run. I like to dance. I like to do yoga. I like to go for walks on the beach. So those are those are my things. I it's, I, was, I was waiting for the '90s love hits to come on. Oh, <laughs> you know me. You, you were describing a commercial, and I yes. saw it, and it's like world's greatest love songs. No, but it's Ashley. This, this is what happens: is that the music comes on, and I will literally throw myself a dance party. But no, yeah, I, I mean, through all of this, you must have, I mean, take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of others. That is so, what we all say. And that is a hard thing for caregivers. And it's what I try to tell other caregivers as well. I think that sometimes when you're on the outside, you say, oh, you have to take care of yourself. And um, what happens is what I encourage other caregivers to do is don't think you have to go spend an hour by yourself, but even if you can have a minute that you can just breathe and actually every morning, the first thing I do is get up and I meditate and you know, that helps me a lot. And it's like one of my favorite things to do. And my cat comes and she lies on my chest and that's like our routine. And I like to work out, but I think that sometimes there were times when he was in the hospital and things were not good just going and taking a shower and being in the shower and feeling the water for, you know, two minutes, that would take care of me. And I think that is sometimes my message to caregivers is that we can't always like go, okay, I'm going to go have a spa day. We can't always do that. But if you can do something and, you know, I, I used this analogy before and I'm just going to give it to you because probably some people listening to this have not heard this, but everyone does always say, you know, the airplane, you have to put the mask on yourself before yeah. you put it on your kid. And everyone says, caregivers, you have to put the mask on yourself. How can you take care of someone else? But I'm going to tell you right now, right. every caregiver I know does not put the mask on themselves. They put it on the person they're caring for first. And that, I think, is okay. You just to. gave me another reason why I don't want kids. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, that's number three to be added to my list. Oh my God. I'm getting my uh I'm getting the mask first. Uh, if okay. you think he's funny now, try being oh around God. him. Like oh my all day. God. we work together too at our day So that's so funny. Well, you oh know what you, you was talking and I was thinking um, taking care of yourself looks different depending on what stage you are in life. And I think yes. that it's okay for people to realize that, you know, it's okay to know, cause it's kind of true. You know, I can, I can never imagine being a parent and then I kind of had bad genetics. I was a sickly or still am sickly person. I deal with my own ailments, okay. um, but it's like, I, I, it's like, I don't know. So because of that, I didn't want natural born kids. So I thought I would adopt. And that was my idea. And then I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go for like foster and do older kids because it really bothers me that there's people in this world that doesn't know what true love is. 
you know, mm-hmm. it bothers me. So I'm thinking about, okay, I want to foster some kids, but then it's like, wow, you have to learn to love a person past their pain, you know? And it's like, can I do that? And the fact that I question that is enough for me not to bring a kid into my life right now, because I feel like as a parent, you'll never have that question, you know? As a parent, you know how to love your kid past most of their pain. <laughs> as a parent, it's really not a question you ask yourself. Right, right. Oh, okay, okay, Rebecca. Okay, <laughs> and it's just but it, it comes natural. But I think going back to what you were saying, well, first of all, it is beautiful that you've considered fostering and adopting. Michael will have this conversation with you. He says the same thing. He's like, even if by some chance I am fertile, do I really want to pass on my genetics? He has the same. We've had the no same conversation. He's like, no. Wait, wait. But, but I got to ask you, what, what is your sickness? I know. I wanted to ask, too. I want to hear about this. If you want to talk about it. I know. Are you well, okay I'm actually, Yeah, yeah. I'm actually fine. So I kind of grew up kind of sickly anyway, but I'm actually a cancer survivor as well. <gasps> I, I had leukemia. And actually, he doesn't like to bring it up when we talk to cancer patients because he doesn't want to take anything away from our guests. How are you taking anything away? No, I like. I want to talk about it. How how old were you? Um, I was, I think, twenty-five, and I also, well, I kind of just had regular leukemia, whatever that is. Like it was nothing special about the actual cancer. What was special was what my endocrine system did because of the cancer. Okay. So I ended up with a major chemical imbalance. So, and it's like, how are you able to function with your chemicals the way they are? So I kind of had a pretty unique case and got to meet a lot of people and go through a lot of treatments and therapies and those kind of things too. So I, I got all the blessings that you guys <laughs> yeah. you know, talk about. And it's kind of crazy. The only difference was that I... I didn't talk much to my family about cancer. And even now, we really still don't talk about it. Wait, how old are you? I am in my 40s. 44. You don't mm-hmm. look like it. I thought you were 28. When, I know. I thought you were literally. When you said 25, I was like, dude, how old are you? <laughs> it was like yesterday? Yeah. No, I wish. Sometimes <gasps> I feel like I wish I could go back to. Actually, I had a really long battle with all of this. And I'm still okay. battling now. It's been 14 years or 15 years. I lose count, but I'm still battling the chemical imbalance. You know, so it's like I just had a bone marrow transplant. I mean, a whole bone marrow uh, biopsy on Thursday. (laughs) You just had one? Yeah. And? I'm still waiting on results. Yeah. And he says just about every day that he's what you say you're pregnant or you're So basically, I I went through uh, where my like, I want to explain it correctly because someone's going to like check me on it, but it's like my dominant hormone became HCGs, which is like what they consider the pregnancy hormone. So I know it's like the hormone that protects the placenta during pregnancies, but you know, it's also what they use when they like uh, determine how far along a a woman is in her pregnancy and, and those kind of things. But so I go through a lot of like pregnancy symptoms, you know, like I want an onion and Oreos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, and I'm like, I never wanted an onion. onion and Oreos. I'll take an onion pregnant, but okay, that sounds I, good to me. Yeah, you know what's pretty disgusting? Tuna fish with Oreos, but I wanted tuna fish Yikes. with the mayonnaise and I crumbled Oreos on top That's of disgusting. it. Rebecca, right, can I you relate to this? That with Michael. That's I nasty. Like, I don't know about you. I don't know, man. 
Well, we we told Michael a lot of the side effects he had were like pregnancy side effects. I was like, dude, everything I went through, you are going through it now. He had hormonal issues, adrenal gland failure, because he was also on on steroids for a long, long, long time, which left a lot of side effects. But sounds like you are still going through it. He's still going through other things. You guys, well, you're beautiful, though. Thank you. You're a beautiful pregnant man. I use it, and look, I was going to say that. I use that to my benefit, right? Because um, so Rebecca here is a mom. She has three kids. And then we have our producer back there. Go ahead and turn on your camera for us, Crystal. <laughs> she she back there pushing buttons, not doing a good job on it. But Crystal. <gasps> oh, hi. I like the background, the Japanese background. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Yeah, so this is Crystal, our producer, and she has 28 kids. Uh, 28? Um, no, really. Yeah, she she has joking. four, right? <laughs> it's four. Okay. Might as well it's, it's, it's close. And she has a grandbaby, so I always like, count the grandbaby, too, because she looks like, once again, she looks like she's 20, but she's 48. <laughs> she is wow. 20. <laughs> oh, my. You like, actually have a grandchild? Yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. It's because she expresses her feelings on this show and she expresses her feelings and gets it out so then she can just be beautiful. Well, exactly. and yeah, you're right because she cries real ugly. <laughs> and, and I do have it on. Oh, I'm, <laughs> look, I have it on tape, so it's blackmail. <laughs> oh my God, that crazy. is so funny. Who cries pretty? Nobody Who cries pretty? pretty? I do, actually. No. Hey, I, I, I feel like I cry pretty, pretty too. Wait, every, okay. Nobody beautiful. except Michael, Michael cries pretty. Okay. I'm, I'm Tears not, of gold. I don't know about that. Right. <laughs> But uh, what I was trying to say, these two, uh, you know, tell me how hard it is to give birth. And I was like, imagine being pregnant for 15 years. Imagine. That is actually true. I mean, I love being pregnant, but I don't know if I'd want to spend 15 years there. Right. I'm like, I'd be glad when I had this little alien baby. <laughs> like I just want to get uh, I can just right. imagine it, right? A little alien baby. I hope he went mint green. Oh my and I'm gonna carry my little baby around. Hey, this is what we deal with every day of a week. Every day. Not bad. Yeah. He's it funny. Could, it, he's, he's funny. funny. It could be way worse. I it can get exhausting. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I am a lot like you guys. I found a lot of comfort in life and and, and love and laughter. I mean, yes. I used to have I used to have chemo parties, and I used to I used to do chemo with kids also because leukemia. So I used to go to leukemia right. centers and. Okay. Most kids are at leukemia centers, so I used to have little chemo parties with them, and we go in there and we crack up and <laughs> you know do things. So Beautiful. laughter was like a huge medicine for me. We understand wow. because we would have dance parties in our hospital room. Literally, people would come in our room; they would be off. Like it would be eight o'clock at night when they would switch shifts, and the nurses would come in our room and the and the residents, and we would just put on music and have dance parties. So I'm telling you, we can relate to that, and it helps so much. Not not that every day was like that, but but we had those like joyful moments. It changes everything. Have the sense of humor, you with your sharks. Yeah, there was a nurse. I had a, at a bond with one of the nurses. She would give me. Because when I was getting a, there was a chemo I was getting, and I was really nervous to get it because it, it could cause a reaction. It was called the short, short for PEG. So basically, the nurse came in and she was talking to me, and she was like, "Oh, so what do you like to do?" I was like, "Oh, I like to go to the beach." And she's like, "Oh, I don't go in the water because I'm afraid of sharks." So for months and months, when I'd be in the hospital, in and out of the hospital, she would always 
talk to me about sharks and I would tease her about how she's afraid of sharks and she wouldn't go in the ocean because of sharks. And she would give me shark homework when I was admitted. in the hospital, <laughs> like crossword puzzles about sh- shark kinds and like these fill out answer sheets about sharks from the internet. It was just really funny. We had this great bond. Yeah. Just like the little things like that, that kept us going and showed us to love. You know? Go ahead and give us some love right now. Shout her out. Oh, that's Val. Oh, that's Valerie. We yeah. love our Valerie. She's a, and she, she's amazing. We're we're so close with her. She's amazing. You know what? Me, I kind of look at the world right now, and I'm like, oh, we just live in such a horrible time, you know. And and then I hear the story that Michael says, and it was like, wow, a person actually went out of their way to find shark stuff for a complete stranger. Well, well but I think sometimes you find what you're looking for. You know, if you go out there with the mindset we live in a horrible world, you're going to find a horrible world. Right. But if you go with the mindset that we live in a good world, you're going to find the good in things. Very well said. Right. Okay. Really? I, and trust, I'm still in my journey in life, so I am taking on a lot of knowledge too. <laughs> I'm going through. I said I never got to go through like the hard headed twenties because of my ailment. So now I'm being a hard headed twenty two year old. Oh no, that worries me because I always say my kids didn't go through their bad teen years because that's oh, when their dad happen. died. It's gonna happen. No, happen. don't your tell son me. Is, that. Your son is gonna quit his his million dollar job to work at the local cafeteria making twenty dollars an hour because he likes the kids. Like, <laughs> good luck with that. Oh my god, that is just fall there first. Right, I uh <laughs> packed up everything I ever knew in my life into my little Nissan Altima. And I drove 10 hours away, and that's how I met these great people. Mm-hmm. And I just decided, I'm going to drive until I find something that feels good. And but that's great. Yeah, but I feel like that's a teen move. Like, you ain't probably doing that in your 40s. No, that's a You don't have kids. Like, you didn't. You don't have kids. That is one thing about not having kids. Like, do it. That's a, what. That's amazing that you did that. That's so courageous. And, you know, searching and looking for a place that you're happy. I think that's beautiful. Right, yeah. right. And that's kind of my, my whole state right now. Like I'm just in the state of it's one thing that is pretty cool about this podcast because it's like crazy. It's like you talk to people and sometimes they're life changing. Well, I can get something from everybody. And you guys, this like my mom, my level of respect for my mom is like at an all new height, you know, yeah. because to be able to sit there and watch your child, basically they're telling you your child's going to die. I'm not a parent. And I don't want to be a parent because you have to love somebody past their pain. So you have to have a capability of love that is so far behind that it can actually erase somebody's pain. And you know how many I think times that's what makes mom, it amazing. I think being that, able to love someone beyond their pain is is the whole purpose. And that's oh, the whole yeah. risk. And that's like what it comes with relationships, with friendships, with intimate relationships as well. I mean, that's what you're giving. You're given love and you just have to give it and Sometimes there's going to be pain, but I think that that connection you have with your kid or whoever it is, is worth the amount of love that it could actually cause pain, but it's just worth it to right. have it. Life is short. I mean, life is, I, you have I learned that lesson as well. It's important. I, like- well. I actually had a question. You you said something and it confused me a little bit. You said an intimate relationship. What, what is No, what I'm, is I mean, this? like if you have like a, a girlfriend or what? <laughs> A boyfriend. I mean, like it's really worth, joke. <laughs> like it's worth having the pain of eventually having a heartbreak to feel the love that was given in the relationship. Just like how it is when you have a kid to feel that love with the kid and that bond with the kid, even if your right. kid one day passes away. 
like it's worth having at least had the experience of feeling that and to not go for it at all. Right. It's like my mom and I, we talked about like, you know, you can give your heart to someone and you end up getting your heart broken, but it's better you at least gave your heart and didn't just mm. not give anything. Better to have loved than to never I have loved. Yeah, exactly. It's better to have so loved and true. lost than never to have loved at all. Yeah. But you know what? Exactly. And, and it's easier to say that. It's still hard. Right, right, it still right. takes a lot of courage and it's still exactly. hard. But it's definitely, worth, it's definitely worth it. Like it's, you know, it's like, it's worth it, you know? Yeah. I know like I'm in a weird point in my life like i said i'm just in my search you know i was like for so long all i knew was what it was to be sick <laughs> you know my my whole life my first um i was 16 i got a uh, gillian barre syndrome okay i don't know what that is yeah it's like a weird it's like a nerve disease but so we look at this cord and your cord is like this this your nerves are like this cord <laughs> Sorry. Right. and but if you strip this and you touch it you'll get like electrified and that kind of stuff your nerves are the same way. So what it did was it ate all the coating off the nerves. So now the nerves are touching the bone. So you kind of go through that electrifying thing. So I was like paralyzed from my neck down for a oh little while. Oh my God, Micah, you've been through it. Jeez, we're not going to make this about me though. Stories go on. But you are the epitome. Like, look at you. You're doing this podcast. So even though you're being sarcastic and funny, and a little tongue, but you are tongue in cheek because this is you look at your purpose is doing this podcast and sharing these stories. So this has totally affected you and who you are. And it's Absolutely. beautiful. And I'm just going to go with that because even if you're sarcastic and you tell me you don't want to have kids, I bet you I'm going to look you up. And in oh 10 God. years, you're going to have like 28 babies. Oh, I yeah, plan on yes. it. I, I kind of, I want forever. Like, I know I don't want my own trust. You know, it's like my genetics. I don't know what that's going to do. I'm just going to keep it with me, you know? So that's what that's where the joke came from about the intimacy thing. Yes, yes, I, yes, yes. Yeah, I got you. Like, <laughs> what is that? But um, <laughs> intimacy? Um, <laughs> well, Michael, do you have somebody? Do you date? Yeah, I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. And it's a recent, not recent now. It's been like six months. Almost six months, yeah. Do you, do you pull the cancer card on her? Of course. <laughs> Who does he not pull the cancer card on? I'm joking. I mean, if you have it, you got to use it. Come on. Right. Thank you. Thank you. He doesn't have to pull the cancer card because the thing is he still goes to the hospital like four days a week. So it's like, you don't really have to pull the cancer card. It's like just there always. Yeah. I'm all, like, I have treatment tomorrow morning. Like, yeah. But. But it's okay. But she, we, we love her because she accepts definitely, and that's pretty dope, and that's well, hopeful too. Because yeah. it's like there's somebody out there for everybody, even me. So there is if you want to date me, go to the website. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm sure you got a lot of applications. I am sure you do too. I am too busy. He's so cute. I, I kind of wanted to go back, kind of when we were talking about like people realizing that their the time of their life kind of matters. What the time they take for themselves looks like because yeah. I'm at that point in my life. Like I take care of so many people that is like, um, he does. I, I, it's everyone. like, you know, I don't get the, now I will make a trip by myself quick. I will be like, okay, I'm going to Miami and I'll be there three days. So I know you're how to here. play. <laughs> you, you, hit us up. you hit us up if you're here. Uh, is that where you guys are? Yeah. yeah we live in Miami. What? Yeah, we just talked for fifty-four minutes, and I just find us out. 
<laughs> Where's my what had they grew up surfers and windsurfers? Right. And they they wanted to get, I feel like we talked about everything but what we were supposed to talk about. I know it's okay. It's all right. It's all, it's all good. But is that Gatorade Zero? Y- yes. <laughs> I used to drink that a lot in the hospital. It's my yeah. attempt at a healthy life because I have four sprite today. So <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really though it sounds funny but I um water makes me nauseous really yeah I have like a weird but I'm also allergic to snow so hey <laughs> I understand there was a time when water made me nauseous and right. I would only drink that's true like carbonated drinks so I understand and people yeah it's crazy but people look at me and they're like you gonna die soon because uh Do everything you, know, you have been through Right, that's what I said. Please. If I was gonna take me out, he would have been took me out. I think so. <laughs> I think you're good. Yeah. <sighs> right. But because, like you said, it is a purpose, and yes. to me, it's love. It it, it really is love. So it's kind of dope that you felt that way, Michael, and that you said that because I'm like uh, Rebecca over here texting. She no, is. No, being... I'm not texting. I'm trying to find a picture of my son because. I keep looking at Michael and I keep thinking of my son Wyatt and it's just, and I wanted to show you a picture of him because it's just crazy how kind of similar you guys are. You have three kids. How old are your kids? Wyatt's going to be 21 this year. Okay. Um, Cole is 19 and Brooke is going to be 17. A a girl and two boys like me. Wow. And similar ages. Mine are just like a couple years older. Well, you have to be like 23 yourself. Yes. You yes like yes. Exactly. We're all around the same age. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm way older than y'all. That's all I'm saying. Are you? How much is way? I'm 54. I already how old she was, yeah. I'm 54. I must have missed that. I'm 43. 43, you're so young. She has a whole life ahead of her. Michael just said 75 under his breath. He's like 75. 75 He's not 75, but his bones are it's definitely old. wise beyond I your get age. It. I always tell people if I could take my brain, because someone I still want to keep my brain and put yeah, it in a too. brand new body. That's what I said. And put it in a brand new body. Me what? too. I'd be overpowered. No, we literally had, we did a TikTok and I was like, no, but you have to keep the whole head because of the hair. Like Rebecca, what you're talking about. I was like, you can't just the take hair. your brain. You have to like take the whole head and you can put it on a different body. That would be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous because I'm like, he over here looking like he about to be the new direction. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I'll take it. He's really cute. I'll All take right. it. Oh no, the hair is awesome, and I'm like wearing a hat because I haven't got my hair cut yet. I know. I'm wondering what your hair is under there. Look, mm-hmm. I'm being petty, right? You can tell me if it's petty. He's too. bougie, but I'm being a little petty because I I have a new barber. <laughs> I had a breakup. You know what? I, you had a breakup I, with you had with a, wait, you had a couple breakups recently. No, that's not gonna say. Maybe I'm really not a good. A friend. breakup with your therapist. Now a breakup <laughs> with your barber, who is like a therapist often. Right. Well, okay. Yes. My therapist left me because we became like friends. She felt like we became more friends, and okay, and we didn't have that. But to me, I was like, but I don't want to talk to nobody else because then you got to go through like getting you know, to know people again. Yeah, but then she's your friend, and so then she, you have free therapy. True that. True that. Yeah, so or you start a podcast and you invite guests like yourself <laughs> on, and we go through therapy now because that's exactly what exactly. Rebecca's really here to ask the smart questions. I'm here for the free help. Yeah, I'm going to show you this picture. I'm going to walk up to the camera. He's probably going to kill me for showing this picture, but you'll He's get an not. idea. He's de- he doesn't look exactly like you, but you'll get an idea. One second. 
She's going to show y'all her son. Aww. And look, when she leave here, the first thing she's going to do is call her son. Right there, number two. It's it's really okay. There we go. Oh, oh, he's so cute. And yes, the yes, I I see see it. it. I see it. He has like this a similar facial structure too, like the cheekbones. Okay. Yeah, he's a handsome man. He's handsome, and I do see it. If we look alike, of course he's handsome. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he usually wears his hair like maybe not quite as long as yours, but he loves his hair. Well, you know, Michael went through a lot of bad hair with chemo and then after chemo, it was like pretty bad. And now it's coming in and it looks good. And so he's like, why not? You know, but he doesn't do anything to his hair. It's just like that. I haven't happened. I haven't put shampoo in my hair in eight months. Don't tell people that. Okay. So maybe that's why I'm bald. Uh, I'm telling you, don't gotta wash your hair with anything. Look, you know how the bottle says, uh, what it says, wash, rinse, repeat. I know. I I always repeat. So you telling me you don't repeat? He doesn't. No, he does not. <laughs> You're not supposed to. He just rinses it with water, and he's like, "You need the my natural, natural oils. oils." Okay, so how does Look, it smell okay, exactly? Moment. <laughs> it, it smells <laughs> fine. It smells good. Well, he takes a shower every day, and uses soap on his body. It smells beautiful. I I wash my hair with nothing, but it just smells amazing. I just give off this fragrance. Ever since I got cancer, I give off this really, you know. <laughs> Okay, I, didn't know, I didn't know radiation it's was a, a scent. No, yeah, radiation scent. Radiation scent, yes. People it's come up to me and they smell my hair and they're like, wow, it just smells so good. But but before he was like blonde, straight hair, like a surfer. And then it came back much darker, but looks cool. So who, who cares? And he looks like mine. Come on. I have really curly hair and was born. I was actually born blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, okay, Beautiful. but I have I had really curly hair, and then like the chemo thing happened to me, yes. and then it grew it grew back where like the sides are straight, but the top is curly. Nice, you have a little, oh. little texture. <laughs> it's not that nice. So <laughs> I spent like eight hours trying to go out, and I spent eight hours doing my hair <laughs> to go out, and then I end up wearing a hat. It's your pregnancy thing. It, yeah. You know what it is. I'd be waking up, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm fat. I'm ugly." <laughs> Don't nobody want me. Maybe it's his pregnancy thing that his bag has to match his shoes, too. Ooh. You know okay. what? We invited you on, <laughs> and we didn't talk about nothing we were supposed to talk about, right? We did. We talked about we a talked lot about of things. We talked about so many things. We talked about a lot of things. Hey, it was fun, but I want you guys to come back because I feel like there's some lessons. If you don't we mind so coming back. We'll come back. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Chatting yeah. with you is just like fun. Right. And I, well, thanks. I could say, yeah. right, you true, but thanks. <laughs> but I feel like there's a whole lot of more messages that yeah. was supposed to come out if I didn't talk so much. But I just felt comfortable because your energy is so dope. Oh, and it's, thank it's you. Freeing and it's kind of, you know, you see the love. You thank know, you. that's our biggest message. You guys have taught me lessons, but one is just my mom i love my mom my mom's like my best friend but it's like side geez, note, i never talks about his mom Don't all the time my mom me. is I my best it. friend do you hear me my mom is funny okay? i love it i can sit down all day and talk to my mom but so i just moved my mom here with me because i felt like my brothers weren't taking care of her in virginia yeah i'm calling them out yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah. So Wait, how many are in your family how many are you 
So it seems like a lot. We grew up in a household where my parents welcomed anybody. Okay. So I have like four to 28 brothers. Four to 28? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my mom mom had four, but we grew up with like so many people. Like when, when people, it's so funny not to bring up racism, but we might as well talk about it too. But when people like, think about racism and stuff and it's like i grew up legit in a house with so many different people like you know it's like so it's like i had someone tell me it was the reason i broke up with my last bar but see i told you it's therapeutic i made a comment that i didn't see race i grew up in a household where everybody was like invited and welcome like my mom has been mom to so many people that's beautiful and it's just always been accepting and i mean we Every race you could think of, we had Jamaicans, Trinidadians, you know, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, whites, blacks. Like it was just, it was like a grand central station for people who needed a place to live. That you is know? beautiful. And it was, and it taught me a lot of lessons, but most yeah. of the time, it just, I mean, it, but it mostly taught me just to love everybody because that's all I saw, you know, it's yeah. all I saw my mom and my dad do. They just loved everybody, you know. Well, we, we talk about you know, one thing with cancer is it puts everyone, it doesn't matter if you're, it doesn't matter your race, it doesn't matter your class, it doesn't matter what country you're from, it doesn't matter, everyone is on the same level. And we talked about that, his hospital is, because we're in Miami, it's a lot of different cultures in Miami. So the oncology floor is full of different cultures, different Definitely. amounts of money that people make but right. when it comes to it it doesn't matter when you're in a hospital gown and you're a mom walking in the hall it doesn't no one cares it doesn't right, matter right. it's like one of those things like we are all humans so I, I totally get you i love your mom i want to yeah, meet your mom, mom. Oh, look i'm with it i'm coming back to I miami so, <laughs> so yeah we're gonna hang out I'm yes but, um, yeah, no, my mom is, is definitely dope. And I do talk about it all the time. But I guess it's because I feel like I have your kind of relationship. Except yeah. that I, I didn't let, allow her to see me really sick. Because. Well, you it, were 25. Yeah, a yeah. A little bit older. A little and bit older. I did a yeah. lot of things. I, if, I, if, if I could change the way I handled my cancer, I would. Because I pushed people away instead of letting people come in but you can't change it so all you can do is like learn from it right and then share that with someone else so they don't do the same thing so and so it's pretty dope to see yeah you know the 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 light in you guys who had this relationship where you got to have someone always present and you got to see your son with this incredible strength (laughs) you know like you yeah. legit looking at Superman I, in that bed. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I you saw know? an evolution of yes, a very spiritual, incredible being. Right about everything. Yeah. And I and I feel like I took that away from my mom, but I I didn't have the strength to console people. And so that was my problem. You know, I sometimes you have to convince people that you're okay. Yeah. You know, they always they're gonna look at you funny and you know, and it's I took it as a burden and I shouldn't have, I should have took it as the love that it was, but I was just so tired from all of my chemo and doctor's appointments yeah. and things that I didn't want to waste the energy on trying to tell somebody else I was okay because I wasn't okay. I feel you on that too. I think that happens a lot. Right. I get that, but we were together all the time. So I knew. Right, right, right. Yeah. I knew. 
And, but the love, know, I love the love you have for your mom. Yeah. It's and I know sometimes I feel like she secretly mad at me for taking that away from her, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, but look how close you are now. Yeah, yeah. We always kind of been. That's what matters. Yeah. And I knew, it was like I always knew she was there and I carried everything she taught me with me. You know, right. it's like, trust you were there, but Aww. I couldn't allow you to see this. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm just having my shooting pains. Yeah, it's okay. No, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna list all of your contact information. Please do, and we will. We we would love to talk more. So we'll talk more. Okay, definitely. And then um, I am serious about my some old equipment we have. It's not. Yeah. Give me your address because uh, we're gonna make sure you get the podcast done right. It's just (laughs) it's not the best, but it's gonna serve its point. It's gonna gonna move you up to your next level so that you can go your next level. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. And we're really looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Your journey is amazing. Your love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, just what you're teaching people and just kind of, you know, what you taught me, what you taught Rebecca, what you taught Crystal, you know, it's like, it's kind of cool. We're going to sit here like an hour and talk about this episode like we always do. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and Rebecca's going to tell me, I wanted to ask. So really, but you can I'm, ask, okay, write down what you want to ask and we'll do another one and you'll ask that Right, one. that's what I'm saying. Next, next time I'm not going to talk, I'm going to turn my <laughs> mic off. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. I, I know that's not going to happen. happen. That's like getting me to not talk. Because you're, like you're like her, you're like her. Yeah, exactly. Right. spirits, because I'm like, Rebecca <laughs> legit is over here like tapping. Okay, wrap it up. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> the moments pass. <laughs> and a lot of times I have to be like, okay, can we go back a few minutes to, you know, then I can ask the question about that. Often we have to go back in order to get my words in. So we're going to list all your contact information at the bottom of our episode. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely, definitely be in contact. Um, it, this was a really fun episode, but I know that we, we I know that we can get deeper. And um, but it was kind of cool for people to see that you went through this horrible thing and it was horrible and yeah. you're able to laugh about it. You know, and yeah. or, or not so much laugh about it, but just laugh. <laughs> you know? in it. There's a big distinction, and yes, right. I agree yeah. with you. I agree right. with you, and and, I, and it's okay to laugh. It's okay to find those moments yourself when time warrants. Yes, it's talk to people. You could talk to me. I'm gonna talk back to you. So you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is so important to talk to you. Okay, okay. I, we have we have to wrap this up, but I just have to repeat what you said. Is that I think that that is one thing that people have to also realize is you can be going through hell, and it is okay though to still like find a moment that you're joyful or happy, and then uh, don't feel guilty for that either. Definitely. definitely. I well, think thank that you that's guys. Important. Thank you again. So much. Thank you. Michael, we're sorry for going past so much. <laughs> no, it's okay. We appreciate you guys. Stay blessed. Thank you guys for watching, guys. and we will be in contact. Thank you so much. Thanks. What a joy. Thank you. <laughs>